and welcome back. This is the Falcon Punch Podcast. You're listening to episode 7. Today's date is July 26, 2020. Today I'm here with another Gunpla creator. His name is Noctis Gundam. And I came across his content through like recommendations through Twitter and stuff. And as I kind of like, you know, delve deeper in, like he's got some serious chops when it comes to the gunpla like modeling customizing it's just amazing uh, i'll give him a chance to introduce himself now so take it away hello everyone noctis here and welcome to the podcast <laughs> so i'm uh i've been building for a while since the uh 2018 mm-hmm. when i started watching uh i am but orphans so when I watched the last episode and I saw Lupus Rex, I'm like, holy shit, do I need this model kit? And oh. that's when I, I restarted back on building the Gunpla. Okay, so you, I'm guessing you started building model kits like before watching Iron-Blooded Orphans, but took a break? Yes, definitely. Uh, around <laughs> like how long ago and like about what age did you start? Okay, so I will start on how I even got to know about Gundams, mm-hmm. which is when I was like only six or seven. Okay. What was your first so series? It was like, or like what uh, introduced you to Gundam itself? Like what, what was it that you unfortunately, watched? Unfortunately, it would be Seed. <laughs> <laughs> but that was because of, that was actually because my local kids, they call it Kids Central, which is a kids cartoon channel. And they actually air Gundam Seed on TV. Mm. So I'm like, no. But before that, my brother actually showed me the original Gundam. And he bought for me the first grade. The FG-12144 Blitz Gundam. Ooh. And that is when I'm like, oh, this thing looks cool. And I broke it the day I got it. So oh, like, yeah. oh no, oh, wait, wait, you broke it the day you got it? Oh my god. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so, incredibly like, sad. <laughs> very sad. It, it, it actually broke on the hip joint and I still remember why, how it happened. <laughs> uh, I was literally just making a walk. I'm like, la 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 la, just punk. It just broke on that spot. I'm like, oh shit. Did you, um on Twitter, did you happen to see my unicorn Gundam? Like what Which happened one? to it? My unicorn? I, I only saw your Babatus, which is not bad. Oh. Thank you, thank you. That was like my first time like trying to like do any sort of custom work with it. I was just like yeah. working with like Gundam markers and stuff. I'm thinking yeah, about... I love the... Yeah, yeah. I love the weight that you add on to it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm thinking about going to the hobby store later with my girlfriend to see if uh, like getting some acrylic paints and like maybe uh, some brushes because I don't have kind of like the the ability slash time slash money well not the time the money right now to like invest in like an airbrush kit because like i know you kind of need that exhaust system you also kind of need uh like an like a super like n95 mask that's like a, a ventilator or something not like a regular like face mask that you wear around when you know you're outside in the quarantine <laughs> you know trying to avoid that corona but like the like actual 
like painters kind of like you know masking mask mask yeah thing. yeah i get it <laughs> I get it, I get it. Uh, when I started painting, is I actually started uh, from hand painting. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I recommend for hand painting would be the Vallejo Mecca Colors. Yeah. Those you don't really need, uh, you won't even really need thinners, you just use water. Okay, yeah. I was looking at uh, Vallejo's or the Tamiya acrylics, actually. Personally, I, I maybe it's just me, but I just had uh, my... Uh, my painting with Tamiya is really bad. Oh, okay. Personally, yeah, for me, so I think Vallejo is actually really, really easy for it. Yeah, I think I saw somewhere that um, there it's like harder to paint, like hand paint with Tamiya acrylics for some reason, or at Maybe least because the lacquer based uh, stuff. Mm, yes. Um, I'm using the acrylic one mm-hmm. previously, I guess. But uh, I think Vallejo actually gives better results. You can't really see the brush stroke as much okay. as the Tamiya ones. And if you do, you can just thin it a little bit more with um, some water, right? To like help yeah. kind of as you layer upon so it. So usually what I would do is I would just uh, wet my brush with just water and just dip the pin in and just go on your way. Hmm. Okay. All right. So, like, you started with Gundam with Seed. Like, I know, like, uh, everyone says Seed was unfortunate and stuff. To me, like, okay. So I watch it. Like, it, it is a little bit whiny, right? Like, it can get a little bit whiny with uh, <laughs> yeah. the way it is. Um, but in terms of like, kind of like the pilots, and then like. The whole seed factor or whatnot. It, it's, I don't it's know, actually it, decent. I, I, just the, I really like uh, the designs of the Gundams, at least. The designs are really nice. Yeah, definitely. I actually love the design. Especially the uh, for the first part, I would love I love the dual and Aegis. Mm. Basically, the main five. Eh? The main five. Yeah, strike, dual. I think it was like... Buster? No, no, no. I'm thinking. Yeah, another. Buster. Oh, okay. Buster Blades, uh, Aegis or Aegis. Some people say Aegis, or some say Aegis. Yeah. Some say Aegis. Yeah. It's it's difficult, right? Because like sometimes like the Japanese they'll they'll use these like English words or just word other words that aren't Japanese, but then like pronounce them completely different. So like the original pronunciation could have been something you know. Something. Yeah, entirely. <laughs> yeah, and then they just ended up with like some other like random stuff. It's uh, it's a bit weird. I I can't like think of like uh, like real solid examples off the top of my head at the moment. But I guess the closest you could get is the Banaja, where they call it Banaji. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> with the most uh, yeah, with unicorn and stuff. The most. Yeah, that's the thing I can think of now. Like, Banaji, become Banaji. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, um, so on Twitter, apparently, there's been a lot of, like, fighting between Gundam fans. Like, so there's the, oh, yeah. the UC <laughs> hardcore fanatics and then, like, the, uh, I guess, technically AU and stuff, where it's, like, not UC timeline-ish, but they kind of do some parallels or whatnot. Because, like, think about it. Um, 
if you I, i'm i'm re-watching iron-blooded orphans again recently and like i've also been concurrently watching like build fighter no build divers actually built so i've been watching iron-blooded orphans build divers and then reconquista and g like all three of those kind of at the same time ish Ooh, and nice. um I know that there's a lot of people who don't like Reconquista just because of like uh, the storytelling aspects. Like it, it's a little bit confusing, and they try to act like it's not part of the UC timeline when they directly talk about all the sh stuff that happened in the UC timeline. It's really, 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 really. I find that it, it throws people off. Like those who doesn't know what Rekoji, and they like. Oh, what is Bekoji? And then they say, like, it's not part of the timeline. And then when they watch, it's like, but it is, though. Yeah, it, it's definitely it part of it. It's like, um, like hundreds and hundreds of years in the future. But, like, within the first three episodes, you see those statues of the old Zeon units. Like, um, the Dom, the Zaku. The Personally, I have not watched Bekoji yet, but I do heard, I do heard stories of here and there. So like yeah. okay, so I'm watching it now. My my initial thoughts is that <clears throat> I really like the animation style. Uh, I'm actually like a really big fan of uh, Elraka Seven as well. So like oh, yeah, I saw the clips for it. That yeah, it's really nice. yeah. So like the art style really you know calls to me. Um, as far as like the storytelling goes, I am getting a little bit confused in certain points because like. It feels like it's jumping around. So within the first three episodes, right? He's tech. They're technically kind of like in like uh, this academy that's associated with like a uh, government army, right? And then mm -hmm. this government army is also tied to a religion or something. And then cool. like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, uh, let me let me keep going though. Hold on. So like, <laughs> suddenly. Um, like in the very beginning, like you see the, the G self, the Gundam, right? And it's like falling through the air. Like it looks like it's falling through the air in, um, on earth or something. And this girl pops out of it, but there's no real like explanation to it. Right. And then the, the Gundam suddenly like flies away. Then... Uh, it like switches to Belry, who's the main character. Uh, he's also quite different from a lot of the like Gundam protagonists. Uh, I haven't watched Age. I guess the closest one he would be close, like as far as personality wise, might be like Uso from Victory Gundam, like in the very beginning, oh, just because like he's very like carefree and like you know, he's very quirky. Like interesting, a little bit weird, but not really. It's 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 different, you know. And then suddenly, like that Gundam attacks like their academy slash colony slash space battery thingy majiggy, and then it gets self attacks the academy. Yeah, and a girl is okay. piloting it. Another girl is piloting it. Right. So like, there's okay. like. It, it jumps to like different things and you can't it's weird right like it's very hard to follow but from what i've read online like towards like at the end of it you will understand why the storytelling was that way but a lot of people don't like it because they think uh tomino the creator of like you know 
the original UC Gundam and stuff, he's gone senile or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) They think he's like out of his mind or whatnot, and he's just too old to be making this stuff. And it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. Like, so have you watched, um, like how much of the UC timeline have you watched? So far, I've only watched Unicorn and F91. Mm. But I'm planning to watch the movie trilogy that is on YouTube now. Yeah, yeah. So I just have to find time to watch it, yeah. Okay. I've been wanting to watch Zeta, but I wanted to watch the first one first. Alright, so there's a there's a funny thing about uh, Tomino, right? So, for every Gundam series he's uh, like produced and created, right? Uh, there's different levels of, I guess, there's Tomino happiness levels. And what I mean by that is in, like, Mobile Suit Gundam, you know, it's gritty, right? Mobile Suit Zeta, like, Zeta Gundam is, uh, it gets even darker. Yeah, I've heard the ending. Yeah. Um, have you heard about the ending in Zeta Gundam? Yeah, I knew, I know what happened. Because I've watched the ending. Yeah. <laughs> I know people are going to be, why do you watch it? I'm like, I saw the clip on YouTube, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> so my recommended, like, oh, why is this? <laughs> yeah, so... Essentially, like, Camille suffers brain damage, right? Like, because of uh, his new type oh, the... powers. Yeah, the... yeah he's... Remember a... it was something to do with the Siroko, I guess? Yeah, he, he was uh, basically overloaded. And then in Zeta, like, double Zeta, right? It's a bit happier. And then, um, I think Victory Gundam was after that, right? And then Victory Gundam is super sad too. Like, everyone dies. Almost. Yeah, Almost everybody I dies. I thought it was just one of the worst, it's like the darkest one of all, I guess. Yeah, like, the, the, the crap that Uso has to go through is actually insane. And so, like... There, that's why there's like levels of like Tomino happiness, right? Because like when Tomino goes back and does these movies, like the new translation movies of Zeta, it ends in a happier note. There hasn't oh, been. Yes, a... yes, I heard it. Yeah. yeah. And then um, even Turn A, like I, I I didn't watch the whole thing yet. I'm still in the process of that, but it's a bit of a, a happier series comparatively to victory or zeta and stuff like there's like he's like he had like these ups and downs of like fights with depression and i think at this point in his life or at least at the point in his life when he was making reconquista or reco g right to make it easier to pronounce it i'm guessing he's more i guess experimental in that sense experimental and happier because like yeah the music is definitely happier. Um, I will say this: Rico G has some of the best music in Gundam. Like, I I think it's some of the best. Oh, I've not seen people talk about it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. Man. I would definitely. I would go into it with an open mind, and at least if anything, like even if uh, some of the grunt suits look kind of silly or whatever. Like the G self suit itself is kind of really nice to look at. Plus, yeah. if you think about it, <clears throat> you know how the G self has like the, the striker pack like in Seed? 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like it kind of throws back to like a lot of it encompasses all of the uh the Gundam series almost. Yeah. I actually like the Diokin. Hmm. Yeah. The 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 red one. I need uh I need to see what that looks like. <laughs> the only reason I know is because I'm I played the Gundam game. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. This is not very professional to look at suits in the middle of this. <laughs> nah, it's okay. What was it? You said the G-Rock? Uh, G-Arkin. G-Arkin. Uh, how do I spell that? R... ARK or ARC? Oh, the Arcane. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've sent you actually in the Discord. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that suit looks sick. Do, do they have a kit of this? I'm guessing high-grade. Yeah, there's a high-grade G-Arcane. You know, these suits, like these high-grades are so expensive right now. I guess because it's limited now. Yeah, like it's... I, w I was looking at possibly getting like a G self because like the G else that they have um, for like build divers or whatnot looks really cool. Although the feet are backwards, which is also interesting. But I heard the articulation is kind of bad. But I guess if you're just going to make it stand there, it's, it would be nice. Yeah. But if, if, if I'm going to pay that much, I would like to pose it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh man! Speaking of, uh, did you get any of the new premium Bandai stuff that was, you know, kind of went on sale recently? Mm, for pre-order. I guess tomorrow I'm gonna be receiving my uh, Death Scythe. What was it? Yeah, I got that too. I'm also getting the uh, the and... Sandrock Armadillo. Oh, nice! Yeah, that 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 yeah. chonky boy looked too good to pass up. <laughs> I will get it if there's still stock. But for now, I guess I'm just gonna chill and finish my backlog and my commissions first. Yeah. How many... Um. Okay, so let me, let, let's go back to that. So you've started building and then you you your first painted suit was when again? Mm, first painted... Uh, detail painting or, or full painting or such. <laughs> Uh, detailed. I guess two years ago. Two years ago, I, st I started on the my the the kit that I came back to, which is the FM Vida, the one two hundred, and I just used Copic marker and just detail painting the pistons and such. And then from there, um, how long did it take you to move on to like hand painting? Because I'm guessing you started hand painting first before you went into airbrush. Yeah. Uh. It was on the high grade lupus vex, which is my third kit after I came back into building. Mm -hmm. So it's like my brother also is into Gundam Gunpla, but he's not really that into it. But during that time, it was we were having the twenty eighteen GBWC, which is the Gunpla Expo as well. Yeah. So there were there were kits on sale, so we were like looking around for. And during that time, IBO kits was like impossible to find. Oh, really? Yeah. 
the moment you see one IBO kit, the next minute, everything is gone. Oh, because they were so popular. On that time, I guess, yeah. And there was there, there wasn't much print during that time. I feel like this is just me, right? So I've always known about Gunpla model kits. Um, my first like foray into Gundam was like Gundam Wing, like most Americans back in like the late nineties. So I guess around the time you were born. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And um. Wait, I uh, I think Wing came out on nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. If I that was the year I was born. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Wing came out in the States around 98, 99. And um, they had these really silly commercials about, you know, the Gund Gunpla model kits where it would be like, oh, this took me 18 hours, level 17, and all this other silly crap. <laughs> and like, <laughs> at the time, like, I, I, I bought Gundam action figures not like model kits like so they were already kind of like put together kind of like regular toys and stuff like I, I bought those but i never got like model kits because i was either a too afraid to like break them or b like i just felt like i didn't want to like paint them and stuff right and then you know as i got older you know met more people who were also into gundam some of them actually had gundam model kits and stuff and, like, I saw, like, some of their early models that they tried detailing and stuff. And it just, it didn't, like, it was interesting, but it wasn't, like, it didn't blow me away. You it's know? not wow or, yeah. I guess it doesn't sell you. Yeah, so it didn't really, like, sell me into, like, buying model kits. And then, I don't know what happened, but, like, sometime in June or May... Of this year, like, I guess because of, like, quarantine and, like, um, I had been watching some Gundam and stuff like that. Suddenly. I guess when you were bought, yeah. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I just, I just had this urge, you know, I'm going to build a model kit or whatever. Because, like, before I bought, like, uh, my Hainu, which, like, the Master Grade Verka that I have. Which was actually the first kit I ever built, like kit kit, like gunplay kit. I was oh, buying yeah, I heard it, yeah. 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 I was buying these little miniature like model kits that are only like, you know, a quarter of a runner and stuff that you just kind of snap together. Um they're only like maybe like nine centimeters tall. And like they're they're just kinda like, you know, they're probably like one one like 88th or like two one two hundredth scale of like a Gundam or something like they're really oh, tiny but like they were they were cute they were fun to like you know snap together and um what I ended up doing from there is just like I bought these and then like I'm thinking you know these, this is actually kind of fun right and as the quarantine got longer you know corona and at least in the states just keeps growing like terribly it's so bad it doesn't make yeah. it like for a like a technically first world country to do this bad at like managing like COVID. It it's like oh, it gives me a headache just thinking about it. But yeah, so like I started watching, like you know, it like it suddenly popped up in my Amazon feed, like just Gundam stuff, and I'm like, you know what? 
I'm going to get it. So I got it. Bye. Didn't watch even like a, a review or anything. Yeah, it, it just happened. Like I just straight up bought the Gundam kit. And then after I finished building it, I was like, oh, my, this was actually so satisfying. Because, I mean, it took me like about 15 hours to like get everything all together. And I, it was basically like a, a three hour a night, five day process. And when it when I was finally done, I was just like, yo, this is sick. So I started looking up more stuff on YouTube and eventually like, you know, I started watching like a uh, studio G Genic and like a lot of other, uh, like custom builders. Those awesome. Those channels are awesome. Yeah. And then you know, apparently studio G is coming out with his own like paint. Yeah. That's it's actually, really, it's really incredible how far he have gotten since he started around this year as well. Yeah, it's it's actually nuts, like to already have like his own brand of paint and stuff. And he's, he's just incredible. He's just a really hard worker. Yeah, he's and really putting his passion into his gunpla building, which actually shows in his kit. Oh, definitely. I, I but for me, like he sells his stuff, right? Like he sells it, and um, he sells it to his like you know viewers. For me, like if I put that much time, I don't think I could ever sell those kids. <laughs> like, and his his video is just like noise. Yeah, the the quality that he does, um, his setup in general, and like his like moving camera too. When he's like putting stuff together, like it moves from like one angle and then like slowly pans to the next. It's it's actually really. It's actually innovative. Very yeah. innovative. I can't imagine how much his whole setup costs, but I, I'm pretty sure it's well into like four grand in USD. Yeah, definitely. Oh man. But like, see, that's the thing, you know. Um, even if you're not taking into this, uh, I guess, account for his camera setup and stuff. Like, how much? Uh, how much does your airbrush setup cost? Mm, I started out in my compressor is just some no name compressor which costs under around 150 SGD. And I started out with the Sparmax Airbrush DH103 which costs around 94 SGD. But recently I upgraded my airbrush to the Harden Steam Back Infinity CR Plus mm -hmm. which costs around, I got it on sale which is 180 SGD. Original price, 300. Okay. So for people that aren't from Singapore, um, the SGD, 100 SGD translates to about $72.32 in USD. So you can yes. do the math there. I'm not going to do the math for you. <laughs> <laughs> so like in general, it costs you about like in total, how much in 400. SGD? 400 SGD? Four to SGD, I guess, around 300. Like, in total? Oh, sorry. Uh, my brain's not working tonight. In SGD, total, around 500. Yeah. 500? So I'll do that one. Yeah. That's $361.60. And that's... There's also, like, a difference in, like, um, how much things cost in Singapore than they do in, like, the United States or anywhere else. Because yeah, Singapore... Right. The import cost is probably not as bad, like as like the United States. Oh no no no! Singapore has this thing called GST, 
which is which currently now I think is seven percent or nine. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So they up the price from the GST. Oh, really? From the percentage. Okay. Yeah. Oof. So it's like the other things about you need to consider when starting an app, getting an airbrush kit is paints. Other than paints, you need to get the uh, thinner. Thinner, then you need the uh, paint remover, which is to clean your airbrush with. So all this stuff actually counts into starting an airbrush. You can't just get an airbrush kit without paints. And what are you going to paint with? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's just like this... initial cost is like 500 Singaporean yeah. dollars. And Only then on the tools. Yeah. Yeah. And then from there, like you have to pay for your paints, your thinners, etc. To actually do anything with. Yeah. And in Singapore, we store our paints in bottles. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if US can do that, but I guess because of changing seasons, so I guess it's not advisable to. Yeah, I think in it's Singapore, either yeah. glass or plastic. Yeah, for plastic, is have to use the PET, PET material mm-hmm. or plastic. So usually I would just store my paint in the bottle so I can just pour it into my, to my airbrush easily. Mm-hmm. And that also costs around uh, 10 SGD <laughs> for... Uh, no, a five dollar SGD for ten packet, ten bottle. So five SGD for ten bottles, like just empty ones, right? Yeah. So that's about three sixty in USD. Okay. Yep. Yeah, cause like I, I, I'm gonna, like I said, I've been thinking about getting into painting my kids more. Um, the Gundam markers were like my first foray into it. I originally got, like, these Gundam markers for uh, panel lining, right? I just wanted, like, to see how it would work. And let me tell you, for panel lining purposes, they're not too good, in my opinion. Um, It feels a little bit awkward to do it with. So then I got the the Tamiya panel line accent color, the enamel one. And that was really good. But then, like, the more I read about it, it was like, oh, you should not put this on, like, your bare plastic kits. It will end up making them really messed up. And, like, this was after I had put some on my Freedom, like, my real grade Freedom, and I put some on my uh, my new Gundam. And I was just like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? It's definitely a concern, but I did not really have that problem, actually. Yeah, I, luckily right now they're not too bad. Like it's okay. It's not uh, they're not falling apart or whatever. But... From experience, I guess uh, best is you don't put it on any seam lines or any of the, uh, I guess parting lines or whatever you call it. Yeah. And just do not put it one whole glob on the part itself. Just try to take as many as little paint as possible. Just enough for that line. And I yeah. guess you'd be fine. I've been doing that. I think I did get some inside some seam lines, but I'm not entirely sure. I would have to like really look at my Gundams again. <laughs> yeah, within uh so from June till now, like within two full months, I got the new Gundam, the Dynamis, Master Grade, uh, the Master Grade Barbados, I got the H2 Magnum high grade, the Vidar high grade the real grade freedom gundam and then an earth 3 core gundam i gotta say like man, your, 
your tastes are Gucci. <laughs> all those kids you mentioned, I, I love all of them. Yeah. I, I, I mean, for me, okay, so like, my, I got one of my uh, friends into it too. Like, I play Final Fantasy XIV with him a lot. And he likes to get kind of like the thicker kind of the model kits. Like, his first one was like a, a high-grade Astray or something. Nope. And like, he was like, oh, I, he, did, he didn't like the high-grade too much, right? Then he got a master-grade. Um, I think he got the, the Phoenix, the Unicorn Gundam Phoenix. Oh, damn. Yeah, he bought that because it, it just looked crazy, like, you know. Shiny. Shiny. It was a little tacky, and he, he liked that kind of crap, right? So he bought that, and he was like, yo, this is sick. I'm only buying Master Grades from now on. And then he got another Astray Master Grade, and then he recently built the, the Sazabi Verka, and he's, like, looking into buying, like, really old, like, thicker kind of kits like he's looking for the o right now oh that one is bulky <laughs> yeah i was like if you like thick kits you should get the zeong <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> the sd zeong is still the boost though oh i'm talking about like that super like big yeah the one. big one yeah with the shinanju stein in the middle of it you could literally wear that zeong as a shit yeah, that's like, how big it is. I saw um a Korean YouTuber had like bought it and built it, and like his, it's the size of his baby, like his toddler. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I th I think you're talking about uh, shit. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name either, but and he, I think he's ah, also the Builders TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I remember he always go Builders TV. That's how he always goes. He's uh transition. Oh man, like when I saw that video, I was just like, "Dude, that that's insane!" Like, I don't think I could. I don't know where I would put it, right? Like, um, same here. I literally have no space now. I guess you could try and hang it from the ceiling, but yeah. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So for you, like going back, oh, uh -huh. you know, no, no, go oh, back, go back. What did you say? Yeah, uh, going back into painting, I guess you could start out with spray cans. Spray cans? That's how I started out, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So not hand painting, but I... spray cans first? Yeah, if for you to get the feel, for me, for me, I guess. Personally, I feel like spray cans is actually a good way to introduce someone to painting. Like, not airbrushing that will break your bank, but just something simple, spray and go. Hmm. Which is, yeah, I recommend trying out spray cans. But you, they... of course, you have to do it outside your house. Yeah, don't the spray cans, uh, like, they go by really fast, though? Yeah, that's the downside of it. So, what I did last time was, I don't spray the white, I just spray the colors that I want to change. Whatever mm. color I didn't want to change, I didn't spray it. So, I, I tried to cut costs as much as I can. Oh, okay. What about priming, though? Like, don't you have to prime the whole thing? Or you just prime specific areas and then spray it? I just didn't prime my kit. <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, don't prime them. <laughs> Wouldn't that make uh, the, the paint, like, chip off? I'm a brute boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. Yes. 
They did. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, because like even like my Gundam markers, like they were they were kind of they're chipping off on the 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 hands of my Barbados right now, <laughs> and it's only been a week. <laughs> they're not like yeah. chipping chipping off right now, but like the p- parts where I was like you know positioning them to pose and stuff, like sometimes a lot of handling. Them will just chip them off, just by handling them. Yeah. Sometimes. Do you top coat? Will top coating finish that, like, or fix that problem? I guess top coat sort of does because it kind of protects the top layer. But on the same time, the the base itself doesn't have that grip that it needs to. It, the grip it needs to stay on the kit, so I guess mm-hmm. it will still have that same problem. So yeah, that, that... but I guess it just lessens the problem. Yeah. So priming would help solve that then, probably. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Speaking of, so like, again, uh, as far as like painting and all those other things, uh, make sure you get proper cleaners and stuff. So originally when like I got my unicorn, so the unicorn was actually a kit that I didn't build. It was a a birthday gift from my best friend like years and years ago. And he built it for me because I was too afraid to make it at the time. And like, okay, uh, I used that as like my test with the Gundam markers and like panel lining and stuff, and it ended up becoming this giant like pink mess because I started using the red panel or the marker, and like as I was trying to clean it off, um, it ended up staining like everything else that was white. So now it it looked like it just got dipped in like some like tomato sauce or something <laughs> it was, ah, it was... Saw... i'm looking at a pic now i just saw it yeah yeah so then like uh i wake up one day because like apparently my mom had saw that and she was like okay i'm gonna clean it right i was like I, I i'll clean it don't worry about it but she decided to clean it and she used makeup remover and acetone oh and <laughs> that melted my kid <laughs> like at first it, lo- it looked fine right but as the day went on, it just fell apart more and more and more. And I'm just like, this is so sad. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so, I, have, I had similar experience, actually. But it's not a Gundam model kit. Do you know the old school, back in the day, there's this thing called Battle, Battle Bidamon, where they shoot, you shoot the marble out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that show. I remember looking at a commercial for that and saying, I will never watch this. (laughs) (laughs) I was okay with Beyblade, but I wasn't okay with that. (laughs) So back back when I was a kid, I I loved that thing, man. Me and my friends back in school just played it all day. But the thing is, the kid was like, you know, normal plastic smell. So I like, why not? Why not? I spray perfume on it. <laughs> oh no! I missed it. It just it just broke down. The whole thing just smashed to pieces. Perfume <laughs> made him die. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Recipe for disaster. Yeah. So for any, it just broke down on my hand. Just piece by piece, just start breaking down. <laughs> yeah, that's what basically what happened to my unicorn. Like, okay, so here's, here's no, here's what happened, right? So I, I looked at it, I was like, oh, it's really nice and clean. So like, I posed it a little bit and then let it dry and stuff, I guess. And as I'm like, on my computer, I hear something fall. And I'm, I look around and I'm like, what the hell was that? 
I didn't pay any mind to it after. And then like an hour later, I get up and like walk out of my room. And then I see it in the corner of my eye where the, the unicorn was. Like the bazooka had fallen off. Like the arm holding it like at the joints. Like it just looked like somebody oh, like no. snapped it in half. Um, the left arm fell off at like the... Uh, it looked like it got chopped in half or like broke. Like, like just melted on like uh, the shoulder area. And then... Um, the knees like fell apart and I lifted it up and like the torso started coming apart. And I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is happening? <laughs> Dude, that sounds so sad. Oh, and then like I sent a picture to my mom about it and I was like, look what happened. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I'm like, oh, oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Like, cause like at the time, I, I did you. Yeah, I did. I didn't know that she used like makeup remover on. I thought it might have been like rubbing alcohol. Like isopropyl alcohol won't destroy it, but acetone will. <laughs> oh my god, I was, I was very, very upset. But that just means that I can buy the RG unicorn. <laughs> Ooh, the RG. Uh, I have the Benji here, mm -hmm. and let me tell you. You have to be careful of the of the hands. Oh, really? I mean, I know uh, I with my RG's yeah. uh, freedom, I I was I I lost the faceplate, and then oh, no. like after I found it, right when I was putting it into the head, I bent the grill. I was oh, real no. sad about that. So it looks like my freedom got punched in the face. <laughs> but I heard the really good things about the RG Unicorn. Like it's a very solid build. Yeah, it's definitely is. Except for the shoulder joint, is too tight. Super tight. Oh, yeah. I noticed Which, that uh, the freedom is also tight at the shoulders as well. Like in the arms and stuff. Like if I try to move it up yeah. by just holding it the forearms, like it like pops out. So like you have to kind of move it with like the whole thing. You have to like hold everything and move it. It's, it's a little bit weird. I don't know. But because it's like a newer RG... Or something like the the newer like unicorn that was released. I think about a year or two ago. It's supposed to be like really solid. Yeah. For my banshee, I left the hand scene for like almost a few months, and then I thought like, uh, why not just change the pose for for the heck of it? So when I pulled the just the head out, no restriction, no nothing. It just comes off easily, mm -hmm. and I'm like, what happened? The pack just snapped off. Oh no. Just like that. Literally yeah. no tension, no nothing. Just came off like that. How old is the Banshee kit? Like what, what year was that released? Uh, let me check. Let's see. RG Banshee release. It was released two years ago in February. So 2018. Let me see. What about RG Unicorn? Because like... um. Like, the early RGs were, like, really bad. Oh, wait, wait a second. RG Unicorn is 2017. It's even older. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I like the detail in the RGs. Like, they're definitely really nice, but, like, it's, I guess, like, the difficult part would be, like, I guess making sure, you know, to watch the right reviews so, like, you don't end up with something that, that'll either break or anything you know 
yeah for uh back to the so-called detailing stuff mm-hmm. and unicorn there is a channel that does extreme detailing which is looks super good uh and they don't use airbrush which is if you have you heard of bunker pla bunker pla yeah let me look them up did, right now he did the rg unicorn and he actually solved the uh tight shoulder problem oh what did he yeah. do he i guess he spit something there which i don't know do not know is it can't be some wd-40 stuff i guess i don't know oh it's a korean youtuber oh you know when I should have gotten, you know, okay, so I was actually in Korea from 2013 to 2016. Like, I visited the Gundam base in Daegu. Oh, no. Yeah. I should have gotten into Gundam then. But then if I did, I probably <laughs> would have never left Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at his videos now. Like, he, it looks like he does, like, tutorials, too. Like, classes on a whiteboard on, like, making stuff. Yeah, I always watch his sty- stylish technique, which he does, he, which he did. On the Robotus Lupus Rex, Estray, Unicorn, and more, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, it's actually when I didn't have airbrush, I kept I kept watching his video because he doesn't use airbrush. He's all hand painted. Yeah. Ooh. He's hand painted, and sometimes he uses pastel to do shading. Hmm. Oh, he's using like we. It's like a weird sponge thing that he's doing for uh, the weathering on the Barbados he's doing right now. Ah, oh, yes, yes. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, I'm really, like, trying to, like, figure out... Because, like, okay, so I've seen some people who do, like, hand-painted Gunpla tutorials. And I'm going to be brutally honest. They looked like ass. Like, it was... <laughs> I don't know what, what made them think that this was going to be a great tutorial video. Because it looked, like, it looked absolutely terrible. Trust me, I had bad times looking for good videos. <laughs> like, I guess they just kind of rushed it, and like their paints were like way too thick. You could see every single brush stroke, and it was just it just looked like ass. And I, it made it's me so not cool. want to hand paint. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly the same problem as me. But, but actually, yeah. Uh, honestly, for for me, in the beginning, I didn't want to get airbrush. Just because of like, nah, a lot of people is using airbrush to do their kids. So like, why not try to do something different? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Until the amount of money I spent on speakers, I'm like, I can't continue doing this, man. <laughs> oh man! One speaker itself costs around ten dollars GD, just one. That and that small speaker. So imagine it. I did the my first ever full paint job, which is the. Have you ever seen the black bile that I did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On your, I saw it on your Instagram. Yeah, that was my first full painter kit using spray cans. And I guess I spent around 150 just on the spray cans. Oh, no. Yeah, after that kit, I was like, I can't continue doing this. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that's so like... expensive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, like, as long as I get, like, some really decent brushes and things, um, I, yeah, I'm probably gonna, like, invest in some good masking tape, too. Probably the Tamiya masking tape, I think, just because I've seen multiple detailers use that. I think regular masking tape would work as well, too, but we'll see. I, I guess 
concern for regular masking tape and comparing to Tamiya masking tape for some people, for what I've seen online at least. It's like sometimes they say the regular masking tape is just too sticky. Mm. And when you mask on the painted parts, it could peel off the paint. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then I'll, I'll probably go to Tamiya then for but sure. But I guess you could just take the masking tape and just keep pasting on the table until it gets not that sticky anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could do that too. <laughs> No, because, like, um, I want to do some, like, cra- like not too crazy stuff, like, but, like, kind of some, like, des- like fancy-looking lines and stuff, or uh, just, mm, I want to, like, make some parts that are white, like, black, or, you know, just add a bit of extra, like, like darker color-ish. Yeah, yeah. It's like color separation. Yeah. So I'm looking at your Bale Noctis Rex again, and like this took hundred and fifty dollars worth of paint cans on just paint cans. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So yeah, actually, my name is actually inspired by the by the kid. My I didn't get the Noctis name until I built this kid. Hmm. Did you? So I automatically assumed it was from Final Fantasy Fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did play that game as well, and also Noctis is actually my favorite FF main character. Oh, okay. <laughs> he's just he's chill. He's just laid back and just like okay. Yeah. And but actually, how I got the name was like. It was just because my the buyer is black and Noctis actually means night, mm-hmm. so it's like, it goes hands in hand. It's like. Bile of his Rex literally means Bile Night King. Mm. So that was the inspiration behind it. And how I actually used the name was actually, I kept posting Gundam Gunpla material on my personal account. And like, I don't want to spam my friends with all this Gundam stuff. And this, when I just create a new a Gunpla Instagram account. Yeah, I'm thinking about doing that too. Because like, as of late, I've been putting it on my personal so yeah. I, I might make a like a a spare like just an account for like falcon punch you know and make <laughs> that me, like whatever <laughs> but let me tell you this i have not entered my personal account for how long already i do not know how long <laughs> yeah my gunpla account became my main account now <laughs> yeah it has counted for well, I mean, it's it's your passion, right? Like, you've been at this for quite some time, and it looks... I, I, you've worked with resin kits, right? Yeah. What do you think about them? Super hot. They're hard? <laughs> like, so, like, uh, let's say... So, beginners, they should probably start, you know... Like, it doesn't matter, like, what level... Or if you want to, like, get into, like, Gunpla in general, like, as long as you follow the directions, you should be able to, like, put them together, right? Yeah. And then, for you, like, if you were to suggest to a beginner, like, for me, I, I went straight to a master grade and then made that and was like, that's how I fell in love. But if you were to kind of mm, introduce Gunpla to another person, or someone who was interested, what grade of kids would you introduce them to? Personally, I don't recommend any grades. I just let them... I would bring them to the store or such or maybe an online store if they are overseas. But if I know them personally, I would bring them to the hobby store and just 
let them browse and see which design they like. I would recommend them some SD if they like it, but if they don't want the SD, they could just go for what? Because one day my my girlfriend just suddenly wanted to try building Gunpla and her first kit was an RG Wing Zero. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm like, are you sure you want to get RG? Are you sure? And she's like, yeah, why not? I like the RG. I like the Wing Zero. Like, okay, fine, why not? And yeah, she, she's able to build it. Yeah, so I guess if you just follow the instruction closely, you you will be fine. Yeah, it's just I would never. I feel like I would never suggest getting uh an RG for your first kit. Like it, <laughs> yeah. to me, it would just <laughs> very hard actually. Yeah, but I guess in the context, if my girlfriend who is totally have nothing to do with Gundam, she don't, she never liked Gundam until she met until she met me, of course. And just wanted to try building one and just went straight into RG. I'm guessing like people could, anyone could be an RG if they just follow the instruction. Hmm. Yeah. So like my girlfriend, like I bought her like one of the Haros first. Like, uh, the, or no, I first bought her the Panda Guy from <laughs> Gundam Build Diamonds. Oh. <laughs> and then... After that, like uh, she got the eight, like HG. Um, what was that name again? It was like the the transient glacier, like ah, uh, yeah, yeah that kit purple. because like the the purple one, like she just loved the colors of it, so she got that one. And that's when not that's the day I also bought the Vidar. But <laughs> <laughs> nice. So for my girlfriend, she went from RG. The next kit she bought was the uh. MGXia, Transom. Isn't the MGXias like? Aren't they like all really, like they look good, but as kits themselves, they'll end up kind of uh, falling apart. Uh, I'm guessing they said the the two problems for the MGXia was actually the ankles and he can't hold out his weapon. I guess. Yeah. I have not owned the MGXia, so I'm not can't really say much on that. Yeah, I mean, the PG looks really good, though. The perfect grade one that you made. I miss reading the perfect grade. <laughs> I, I haven't built a perfect grade yet, just because of, like, how much money it costs to get one. Yeah, yeah I know how you feel. But I definitely want to. Like, I've heard... I think if I were to get a perfect grade, I might get the Strike Freedom. Oh. Just because, like, I, I've seen a video of, like, someone making that Strike Freedom perfect grade. And like, it looked sick. Shit, was it the uh, Strike Freedom? Perfect grade. It might have been. Yeah, it was. You know, at first I wasn't a fan of the Strike Freedom. Until I saw it in real life, I'm like, oh shit, this actually looks nice. Like seeing it in real life and seeing it in, you know, on your phone or anywhere, it's just not the same as in real life. Yeah, I think, so here, here, here's like the thing, right? So like, even like if you see it in real life or whatnot, and like you, you purchase the kit, like, let's say you look at like this amazing, like custom HG kit and you think like it comes out of the box like that, like that, I think that's, uh, that's really misleading. Yeah. Cause, um, I remember... I remember seeing these kits, right? And like all the, the amount of details and stuff. 
And then like, again, like going back to like some friends who've made, you know, these kits before and like looking at them and not being wild. I'm like, you guys are liars. <laughs> <laughs> That's why yeah. for my, my videos, I tried to show the before and after. Unless... Yeah. I really like your, your video process. Let's actually talk about that. So, um, oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. What got you like interested in like the, the YouTube portion of it? I guess I've always been trying to make videos for YouTube because I've, Back in college, I I joined the uh, video uh, filming filming course, so it's like I've always been into videos, but I hate editing. <laughs> yeah, I think you're just looking at your videos. I'm pretty sure it takes a while to edit. Like, how long does like each video, like on average, take for you? Mm, around six to seven hours, minimum, I guess. Yeah. It took me two nights usually. Two nights? So six to seven hours per? Uh, no. Six to seven total. So per night is like three hours. Mm. Usually I would like to do like one night. I would just try to uh, compile all to one first. And then on the second night to add text to uh, see what can I add out or can I add in more or mm -hmm. such and then if you realize i actually did color correction on my videos yeah i didn't i didn't notice that actually yeah i just had a bit of bluish hue just because the white was kind of blind yeah and it was kind of dead colors mm. because i have my my brother itself did art so he can see all this color stuff and he says like, oh, the color looks, looks, looks dead. You should do color correction. I'm like, oh, okay. So from start to finish, like let's say build, um, detail, painting, and then the filming and then the editing, like about how many hours do you think on average you would take per video? Like let's say for a master grade kit. Uh, let me check. <laughs> <laughs> let me see. Cause like, I know, um, so for, let's say you're, as far as like, uh, like custom paint builds and stuff, like you started with this SD Phoenix, right? And that was in early May or late May actually. Yeah. And then since then you've been releasing videos about every two weeks or so. Yeah. So like, it's like about a two week process, but like hours, how long do you think it would take? Actually, I don't do that. I, do, I don't build those kits in those two weeks. Oh, really? Bef I, but because I know if I were to do that, I would definitely get burned out. I, I know that I would get burned out. So for me to avoid getting burned out, before I started YouTube, I did five videos first before I actually started uploading. So I prepared the builds beforehand, mm -hmm. compiled all the clips beforehand before I started YouTube. So my first video was... So all the builds that you see is all is all my old older builds actually. Just because oh, okay. I don't yeah, so so I didn't want to experience burnout. Like I did not want to stress myself like, oh shit, I need to finish this build by next week. I need to finish and to edit. Because I do not want to rush my builds. Hmm. So that's how I usually do my things. Just because I do not want to 
yeah, you could see the difference between uh, someone who do videos nicely and someone who brush their videos. Yeah, definitely. No, I can definitely tell. Um, like, do you watch, uh, all right, so this isn't like any slight or anything against, uh, I guess this particular content creator, it's more like, um, he's streamlined his process after years and years of doing it. Like Mecha Kaikotsu videos, like they're very quick super fast and like kind of just out there to like get you to like see if you want to buy that kit it's not meant to like you know be a detailed thing and then like someone yeah. who does do like details and stuff like you can see like a little bit more about the the care that's taken into or put into making that video yeah so that's the difference between it. yeah because like i've been um I've been watching like a lot of different content creators or whatnot and it's like you can definitely tell like a difference in like how much time someone puts into their videos even if like let's say the quality of like their camera may not match up to someone else's or you know like you can still like feel like there's a there's a bit of love in the process yeah definitely you could see from what you can see you can Janik's video you can actually see how he handled his kids. He's really handled it really carefully. Yeah, Janik is like a ridiculous. I think um oh man. It was like after watching one of his videos, it was like I think it was either him. So his resin kit Sazabi. And then the Joker Sazabi video by Studio G. Yeah. Like after seeing those, I'm like, oh man, this is sick. Like I really want to get into like that portion of Gunpla. Like just detailing and stuff. It looks so much fun. It does though. <laughs> but it can be tiring as well. <laughs> oh no, I, I I highly expect to take like, you know, for for me, like um because of work, because of uh, my soon-to-be like rating schedule in Final Fantasy XIV. Um, I'm pretty sure like it's gonna have to be like a weekend thing, as far as like you know any sort of content that I like to create, whether it be just YouTube videos, um, podcasts, or even like building my gunpla. Right, I'm fairly certain. Like, it's going to be have to be, like, pushed between, like, the weekends and stuff now. So I'm not going to have as much time because uh, I had taken a break from playing Final Fantasy XIV because the, the raid tier was basically dead. And there hasn't been any content because of, you know, COVID. So <laughs> a lot of it was pushed back. But a few of my friends want to go back and do some of the more difficult, like, ultimate content. So we're going to be doing that, like, at least three times a week. And it's about three hours a night. Oh, damn. Yeah, so. Sounds fun. <laughs> it's going to be, there's going to be a bit of a, a lull as far as like what I've been doing on YouTube. Um, I've already been taking kind of a step back-ish. Like I used to stream a bunch, like a bunch of different games. Like, um, Yeah, I've seen you play the Persona. Yeah, yeah, I was doing that for a bit. I'm probably going to do like another stream of that soon. And then 
Is uh is the Persona stream your first gameplay or was it you just replay it for the stream? Uh it's my so I played Persona 5 originally, like the original game of it, but only up until August in Persona 5. Like the, the oh, game okay. timeline. So it was it was like 40 hours in and then I stopped. And then I got Persona okay. 5 Royale. And now I'm doing that. So technically it's like first time through, kind of. Up until okay. like a certain point. I've completed the original Persona, but I have not gotten the Royal yet. Yeah, so like that's the reason why I stopped too. I was like, yeah, I'm going to get Royal. So I'm going to stop here. Even though I already poured like 44 hours into the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You have a lot to go through, man. The original game itself, I spent around 120 hours yeah. on the original game. Oh, it's it's definitely a long, long game. Um, but I'm I'm used to that because like, like mostly for my YouTube content, it's been kind of like Japanese RPGs and a few like action games here and there, but mostly Japanese RPGs, and those take a long time to complete. <laughs> yeah, ever since I I used to be like all out gamer. I tried to play this game and try to complete the game as fast as I can. But ever since Gunplast entered my life, my life just... My gaming just went down. Yeah, I can see it happen. Like, I know there were nights where I could have been streaming or whatnot, but I decided that I was going to just make my Gundams. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, it happens. Yeah. But I know gaming will come back this Thursday when Gundam Extreme Maxi Boost comes out. Yeah, I've been playing that a bit too. Um, I think I'm going to main Crossbone X1 or uh, Barbados Lupus. I'm... Dude, I can't play Barbados Lupus as good as regular Barbados. I mean, I think it's because like uh, there's less button combinations in regular Barbados. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I still don't use um, the mace throwing technique. I, I use everything else, but I can't remember the buttons, like the button combinations to throw the, the fucking maze. <laughs> but no, uh, I noticed that I, I had more success playing something like, you know, the Crossbone X1 or um, the Barbados Lupus or like even the F91. Like the F91 was actually pretty easy and fun to play. And I didn't yeah. feel bad playing like a, a 3000 GP suit. It's like <laughs> I understand how you feel. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes it's you like don't... you get like a you either get like really good friends or teammates or you get the really crappy ones and you're doing all the work and then the other team is just like gods. <laughs> you know uh there is a local community for for the game and we usually play shuffle and all of them are super good. So whenever we play shuffle and then my teammate is someone who has seven wins. I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to make him lose his streak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like uh, the, the player rooms and stuff? Yeah, yeah, in the shuffle room. And then my teammate got like seven win streaks. You see that seven wins, I'm like, oh no, you're going to lose your win now. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh. But yeah, I, I'm looking forward to playing more Maxi Boost too. Like that game's been super fun. Um, 
Before that, I was playing Gundam Breaker 3. I was gonna get new Gundam Breaker, but after watching reviews, they were like, yeah, don't play new Gundam Breaker. Gundam Breaker 3 is way better than new Gundam Breaker. Dude, I bought new Gundam Breaker in just $10 SGD, so it's about $5, I guess? Yeah. USD? And I still regretted it. <laughs> I still regretted getting that, getting that game. <laughs> Did you play Gundam Breaker 3? Yeah, I did. Yeah, like, uh, after watching reviews where you have to, like, level up in every level that you do so you're able to use your moves, I was like, that's so dumb. Like, <laughs> And then, like, the, the grinding aspect of Gundam, new Gundam Breaker was way more annoying comparatively to Gundam Breaker 3. Like, there's still a huge grind in Gundam Breaker 3, but... The controls are really, really janky. Yeah. And it was like, it was like... After watching some reviews, they were like, so they went with like a really good game and then suddenly threw out everything about it and then tried to make a new one. Like they would, like a fresh start and it was very bad. <laughs> Super bad. I heard they changed company. They changed the, the studio that did the game actually. If I remember correctly, Gundam Breaker 3 was an outsource and New Gundam Breaker was inside a Bandai studio and yeah, they messed it up badly. Oh, that's really sad. Uh, speaking of Gundam stuff again, um, I didn't get the chance to ask you about the tools that you use. So we know about your airbrushing stuff, but what about before you get to your detailing and paint? Like what tools do you use when you create your Gunpla? Outside of the regular stuff like nippers and... Yeah, like what, what kind stuff. of nippers, what kind of like, um, you know, sanding paper, if you use any, uh, what, what tools like for scribing etc like what do you recommend and use so for nippers itself i actually use two one for cutting off from the runner and one for the clean cut like how you got hand so for my nipper for cut for the runner it's actually just some ten dollars nipper i got from some uh cheap store i got i found mm -hmm. and then the uh the second cut the second nipper i used was dsp this dsp the the dspiae display i guess mm -hmm. how you pronounce the company yeah I, i'm using that now so for the knife i'm just using the normal OLF, olfa knife but for scribe Scribers actually, I use two brands. One is Matworks DLC Chisel mm -hmm. 0 0.2 and 0 0.125 and 0 0.3, which is Matworks and 0. Let me see. Uh, hold on. 1mm 0 0.4 and 0 0.8 which is the DSPI display. Okay. So like, my, you said you I, use uh, the God hand, right? I don't know, the DS, All right. display. All right, display. Um, do you have to like sand the nubs after or is it a clean cut? Definitely have a sand. Definitely have a sand. So for the sanding stick, I use Kung's. For for the sending sponge actually, but for the stick itself, 
like for the board, I use Macworks, mm. which is a sending plate. So you just paste on the sending. Definitely have to use, you still have to send, no matter what. Because even though it's a clean cut, but it's, it won't be flat. Okay. But it, yeah, it's hard to explain, but I got pictures for it. <laughs> <laughs> do you, um, do you use the Tamiya cement for your seam lines? used to but now i found a new glue which is super good which is the bob smith industries let me see here uh, bob smith industries maxicure ecstatic so when you use this it's like you can use the once it's dry it has it as hard as plastic oh okay so you can just use this just to cover a seam line so you can just, it's so called like a part, instant party sort of. So it's actually really, really quick. You don't really have to use a cement. You just keep squeezing it until it's glued together. Bob Smith bonded. Industries. Yeah. The the epoxy or the Instaset accelerator? Let's see, the MaxiCure mm. Instaset or? Yeah, uh, MaxiCure. MaxiCure Extra 3? pink color one. Pink one? Aesthetic. Yeah. And this one will just go like, as soon as you put it on, it dries like plastic. Once it's dry, yeah. I use the, uh, what's this called? Uh, Instaset as well. So the moment it starts, so the, when you use the Instaset on the glue, it's just instantly hardens. Oh, wow. So it saves a lot of time. Yeah. And then you just sand it down to make it look as good? Yeah. And since you paint everything anyway, like um, even if it's like a different color, it's okay, right? Yep. Nice. I've done it on my, if you've seen my FM Lupus Vex, I use the glue on the, uh, when I extend the waist mm -hmm. and on the, cover the seam lines on the tail. Mm. Yeah, on the tail. And then um, do you have like any tips or like best practices for when you're building your Gunpla? Like for any newcomers or, you know, builders that are starting out or beginners? Honestly, for me, personally, I feel like it's okay to do mistake actually. Mm -hmm. Because if you have watched my video of the Fenex, you have saw that I, you have saw that I actually scratched the V-fin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with my nails. <laughs> so I'm like, from that point onwards, I, I learned that never use my nails when you put us together so it's like mistakes makes you learn and when you don't learn mistakes meaning you're, do, you're doing something wrong yeah because that's where you learn so personally for me it's like people always message me or like some they say like oh i'm too scared to customize i'm too scared to ruin my kids and i'm like just go for it like you won't know till you try yeah it's okay to make your mistakes yeah yeah that was with me for uh the Barbados like I was just thinking you know what okay so actually the very first kind of like super cut like not super but just customizing I did was with the HG Vidar uh, I didn't want to use the black stickers for the color correction on like the that little plate that goes underneath the arms mm -hmm. like on the body so I just used the black under marker I'm like oh this actually looks super sick <laughs> yeah yeah that's how I started as well when on the same Gundam Vida. Yeah. <laughs> so I used the Copic marker just to like, color up the pistons and such. And like, whoa, this is actually quite no fun. 
Okay, so for any listeners who are just getting into Gunpla or are like on the fence about customizing their stuff, start with the HG Vidar. <laughs> Definitely recommend it. <laughs> it's not too difficult. You can still retain the same colors. You're only going to be doing some things like certain places here or there. Um, my first like real like kind of customizing stuff was with the MG Barbados and like that kit, like the inner frame is so perfect to like just get into it as well, I think. I think MG mm -hmm. Barbados, if you're going to start with an MG for customizing, uh, the Barbados is probably the best one to start with. But again, I this is limited experience. <laughs> yeah, I love the Barbados so much, man. We need more MG IBO. <laughs> Dude, I really want a Master Grade Vidar and a Master Grade Bale. Like, I know they have the full mechanics and stuff, but like apparently the full mechanics like fall apart. Yeah, it's really, it aged really badly. Super bad. That's really a shame. They're such good kids too. I also yeah. want like a rebake. Uh, the Gujian rebake, full city. Like if they had a master grade of that, that would be sick too. Yeah. Honestly, I love every IBO Gundam frame in the series. No, it, but I, I guess my top would have to be... Sorry, sorry, go on, go on. I don't know. All of the kits are just are like not the kits, but like the 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 frames, the models, like all the designs are super sick. Yeah. For I'm not actually I'm really not a fan of the Kimaris and the Kimaris Tupper, but the Vida and the Kimaris Vida is just like damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, um, what has been your favorite kit that you've ever built? If you can like choose one, I guess if I could choose, I guess I would choose my proudest build ever, which is the uh, Destiny IBO. Oh, from your uh, the the one that you entered into the GBWC, right? Yeah. And for those who don't know, it's the Gunpla Builders World Cup. So like right. oh. Let's let's talk about that actually. So like what was your experience? Like what made you um kind of like want to make something for that? And then like how was it like you know waiting on like the judging process and you know other inspirations behind the the kit itself too? Honestly, the idea for the destiny was I was watching if you know Zako Aurelius. Yeah, he's uh I recently watched a video of his last week. I think he, I think um, UC Gundam was talking about him before in my interview with him, where he was a uh, like a a YouTuber in Korea, but English based or like English speaking, and he was able uh, yes, to yes. get like hits like really quickly and stuff because he's in Korea. Yeah, so he had a series called Trash to Treasure. Which is he took uh the worst high grade kit, which is the high grade UC Tristan, and he made it better. But he did some kit bashing and changed the joint and all that and make the kit looks way, way better. So from watching that video, I got inspired to do the the original idea was supposed to do the metal build version of Destiny. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, no, yeah, I should do that. And I'm like, I should add the uh, Lupus Rex hands. And I'm like, I should add Lupus Rex still. And from that, like, might as well just do the IBO version of Destiny. And like, why not? 
so the idea to join GBWC wasn't to for me to it's not because I'm confident it was actually any motivation for me to actually finish the kit <laughs> so like <laughs> it was a motivation because like you wanted to turn something that you thought wasn't like I didn't thought I would win or anything I just wanted to finish the kit <laughs> yeah that's awesome it's like if you if you haven't seen it like for anyone listening or watching if you haven't seen it you can find it in his highlights on his Instagram at Noctis underscore Gundam. Uh, make sure to check it out. Like when I saw that, I was just like, this, this is insane. Like it's ridiculously beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. So it was like, just like, because I know myself, I know that I'm not going to continue this build. <laughs> no matter what, if I, in any circumstances, I won't continue. So I'm like, ah, shit, I have to, con- I need, I need to, um, I, my English is bad. It's fine. It's fine. So is mine. <laughs> <laughs> so I need to find a motivation for me to start doing this. So I'm like, oh, why not just join GBWC? And so I did. So when the registration was up, I'm like, should I join or should I not? And my brother's like, join now. Do now. Go to your computer and join now. <laughs> I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> and then from then onwards, every day, almost at least four hours of building the destiny every single day non-stop oh wow so what was the timeline like so the the day you entered was when Mm, if i remember correctly the registration was on me yeah and the deadline was on august and Destiny came out in April, so I had to wait for Destiny to come out for me to start on the build. So let's say, so April you got the kit. May is when you registered. And then yeah. August is around the time you finished? Not really. August is they wanted to see the finalized and I have not finished it yet. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, can I continue? And let's just, I just continue. And yeah, I managed to get in. And let me tell you that four months, I guess four months, was super dreadful. Oh, wow. It, but it, like, it, just... it paid off though, like surprisingly for you, right? You didn't know, but it, it, it got you there. I, I missed the process. Oh, no. <laughs> I missed the process now. Oh, man. Like I'm, I'm so looking like... through the pictures again. And it's just like, it's so detailed and nice. And this was from like... um. So what kits did you bash together? Like, I know you put in the Barbados Lupus, right? Uh, yeah, uh, but, but the Barbados Lupus Rex was just the... The high grade? Fun. Yeah, the high grade, just for the fun skit. Only that. So I used Gushon, mm-hmm. Gushon Rebake, and Barbados 6 form. Mm. So for this kit, it was actually my first time to ever scratch build, paneline, scribing, painting... Yeah, uh, Destiny was the first kit I ever airbrushed. That's amazing. <laughs> and there was a lot of fire and error. Super a lot. I messed up a lot on the legs because that was the first part I ever tried. <laughs> but the Majin, he he liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised actually. <laughs> oh, no. The funny thing about the story on how I got the trophy was I was late. 
So I, was this I, like, I, was this event in person or did they just send it like after? Like, it was in person. Oh. So for the Gunplay Expo or GBWC, it happens in two weeks. Uh-huh. For, it runs for two weeks. And the day I submitted my entry, when I went there, my hands were shaking like shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy shit, I'm actually entering this shit. Oh, and a few days before, yeah. if you've seen the, the, the trident I did, the Tekadan trident, a mm-hmm. few days before the competition, it actually snapped. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. So I had to like, in that short time, I had to fix the whole thing. I had to fix the circular in the center again. Oh man, but no, it, it it turned out really nice. I didn't know it snapped. That's that sucks, but it, it's still really good. Do you still have it on display in your house? Yeah, it's on. It's right beside the trophy. Nice, it's, nice. Of course, it's the proudest. It's like wow. I'm still like. I don't know if I can top it though. <laughs> Is there another G GBWC like GPWC um, coming up like? Yeah, uh, next year. Because this year was, due to the COVID, it was cancelled. Oh, it was can- straight up cancelled? Yeah. That sucks. So, for back to the... How I arrived late to the venue. So, I arrived at that place exactly during the trophy ceremony. So, when I arrived there, I kind of catch my breath. And then they went and they say, Oh, new challenger, new challenger award goes to Noctis. And like, Oh. I just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy shit! I can catch my breath. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. So I'm like, I was there was a lot of crowd, and I was like, purely at the back, and they're like, "Are you here?" I'm like, "Ah, uh, here." I raised my hand like here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so dude. yeah, it was actually a very fun experience. Actually, during the in the course of the two weeks, I came back almost every day just to see if my kid's okay or not. <laughs> yeah, to make sure it didn't fall apart or anything. Yeah. Oh, it the, was like the stress. super nerve-wracking, man. Yeah, because the trident itself wasn't, it's not even stable. So I'm like, I'm just scared if they move it around and the kid will just flop over and just, or anything could happen. <laughs> it's all this paranoia just came into my mind. Oh, man. But it was, it's actually a super fun experience. I mean, like, it actually encourages, encourages you to push more. And this was entered in the, now when I, the Singapore open course. I'm trying to see if it's on the, uh, the main website. Yeah, it's on, in the, it's in the open course, the open category B, which is where all the major build are in. Or 2019, let's see. I'm looking in the Singapore one. And open course B. I'm seeing there this like old school granddaddy Gundam with uh, the GMs and the cannon, the gun cannon. And then there's like. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the winner. Okay. But yeah, I didn't know about the Gunpla Builders World Cup until recently either. And like, it was just looking at the videos is so insane. Yeah, there was a super lot of good builds 
over there and I'm like <laughs> and there's one potato destiny over there <laughs> one small destiny over there and all of them with the big dioramas or PG and NG <laughs> I'm like okay <laughs> oh man but yeah so if anyone's like interested in just learning or looking at what you know the possibilities that you can do with customizing your Gunpla or any sort of kits in general, check out the bandai-hobby.net slash gbwc and you'll be able to like see all the entries and winners and stuff like that. Um, so we've talked about your favorite kit that you've built. What are your top five kits? Out of the box. Out of the box that you've snapped together. Number one, hands down, MG Barbados, number one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, PG actually had to be second. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at my room now. <laughs> <laughs> actually, I really, even though the hands are a bit weird, because it's the whole old MG, but I actually really love the double O counter, full saber. Double O full saber? Yeah, double O counter. Uh, I just really love the kit somehow. And of course, you can't forget the MG Dynamics. Dude, the MG Dynamics was so fun. Okay, so that's four yeah. kits. What is your last one? I guess... High Great Moon, actually. Ooh. I really want to get I that kit. When I... Yeah, when I... I remember when I built it, I was like, holy shit. And I mean, this part, I'm like, holy shit. It was like, just like, wow. For an HG kit, it looks so good. Like, comparatively. Yeah. You're literally getting what you paid for, for the, and you even get action base 5. Oh, it comes with an action base? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get this soon. Like, so it's really worth your money. Yeah, I'm definitely getting a moon. I think um, no. I'm trying to restrict myself in like the amount of purchases I make, right? Because like in two <laughs> months, I've got one, two, three, four, five. Six. I've got seven kits in four months. And I have another, I have the HG bail on the way. So I'm, I have eight Ooh. kits in less than two months, almost. Dude, I know how you feel. <laughs> I, I, I need to stop. I need to like hold myself back because this is a... Getting to be a problem. <laughs> tomorrow, I guess tomorrow we will come. My death size, the death size I said, I'm gonna, and I'm already like fist pumping myself, like, oh no, more is coming. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that until December. So I, I pre ordered that and then the Sandrock Armadillo, and those two won't be shipped or mailed to me until December. But I am getting the uh, the crossbone, the HG uh, crossbone. The... X3, yeah, in October. Yeah, I saw a tweet, yeah. That, I've been reading the Crossbone manga, and it's just, it's really fun and good. And like... I've read it, I've read the Crossbone manga. And like, the the thing about it is, it's like these, the Crossbones are like, those suits are so fast. And like, uh, the reason why is like, they were made to like, kind of fight Jupiter's gravity, right? So like, if they were to like, fight on Earth or anywhere near Earth, like, they would be insanely quick. I guess they did fall out of the final fight, I guess. 
No, I'm I'm only like halfway through the first manga. Oh shit! I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm still learning. The like um uh, the main character Tobaya or however you pronounce his name, he just got his X three. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but for me personally, the reason why talking about the Gundam franchise, what IBO stood out to me was, if you have realized from every other Gundam series, each of them has an established army. Like Celeste Being was already a some was already a. A thing even before Setsuna came in. Yeah. Setsuna was the third generation. Yeah. And yeah. for like Seed, he joined the uh, Kira. Uh, in the beginning, he joined the Earth Alliance, which is, was already a thing. Mm-hmm. So, like in the UC Gundam, where he joined the Federation, which is also already a thing. But yeah. for the ideal, if you realize, they started from the ground up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that was the thing that stood out to me, actually. So, which makes it interesting where. A bunch of kids running a company. Yeah, and then the, the dynamic, the relationship they have with each other, and like everything around that is just so interesting. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, so that's the thing that stood out to me for IBO, which is like, it's really interesting to come to see that how they actually got the Tewas, how they joined Tewas, which is they just show what they are capable of. Yeah, that was super sick. I actually just watched that episode again last night. <laughs> yeah, I rewatched it and like, who? Oh, it's really good. I don't. I mean, like, yeah, I see the people saying IPO is bad. I mean, like, your opinion is opinion, but you do not. Have, I'm guessing you do not have to force your opinion on others. I guess. Yeah, I think um, that kind of gatekeeping and that kind of like. Thought process in general is very sad. Um, yeah, you're essentially being fanatical. Like UC is good, but you, it doesn't mean people can't enjoy other things. Yeah, I mean like UC is great. I mean like I do enjoy the UC stuff that I have watched, but I don't go around and say like, "No, nah, you shouldn't watch that. You should watch this." That's like saying, um, I mean like. Because like a lot of the, so this is like talking about, we're, we're talking back about how people on Twitter have been fighting with fans of Iron-Blooded Orphans and saying, oh, Mikazuki is not as good of a pilot as, you know, let's say Amuro or any sort of new type or anything like that. And it's just because of the, the system that was, you know, implanted in his back that he's able to fight as well as he is. Well, I mean, like the thing about it is, is like even new types in general is very plot armor, you know? Yeah. Um, New type seed, uh, the zero system in Gundam Wing, the hyper modes in, you know, G Gundam, um, everything like that. Like, it's all plot armor and stuff. Like, it's very... It's a setting they did. If you realize every Gundam has that setting where they give the main character a bit of an itch. Yep. So it's like, you can't make IBO without the Alaya Shiki, I guess. It's their setting. It's their, it's their version of new type, I guess. Yeah, it's their cyber new type or stuff. Like essentially, you can consider it as like a cyber new type. Yeah. And I've said it. I've said it in Twitter. Like, just because 
the Alaya Shiki thing makes him be the Gundam became a part of his body doesn't make him a better pilot because we can't go out now and just fight people better just because we are our own self if you get what I mean yeah because to to fight itself you need to have that sense of what to do next and to predict your enemy's movement in that sense itself it's also the same thing as how pilot thing does I guess and if you still can't decide you know what's better or not you know what play Maxi Gundam I play oh, maxi yeah. boost do a first to 100 and whoever wins is the better pilot got it all right <laughs> how to settle your scores play yeah. maxi boost. but um so i want to kind of like uh wrap this up a bit it's almost uh we are past an hour and a half mark now um sure. you said that you had an announcement that you wanted to make ah uh, yes okay so in Twitter, I've been saying that I've been going to meetings and such, and I have something to announce. So, back in a few weeks ago, I got invited into a company, and now I'm, I'm the co-founder of a company. Oh. Yes. What is the company? It has not been launched yet, but it should be launching around, they are targeting end of this month at least, which is... Uh, the name is not by me, it's by, it's by the boss, by uh-huh. my boss, I guess, Danny, which is called Screw, S-K-R-W. S-K-R-W, okay. And what so, is yeah. the company about? So basically, we're doing a company for for the people, for the community. I mean, like I, I guess every hobby shop will say that, but what we are doing is, other than sh- selling stuff and such, we accept commission, so you can accept I can set your commission through the screw company. And for the Singapore community, we are we are planning to do the uh, studio. So they you know how like Koreans have this studio where they can come by and just airbrush. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Airbrush yeah, so we are planning to do that. So I'll so I will be there to teach people how to airbrush and such. Oh, so it's like um kind of like how you know who Endmaker is, right? Yes, yes. So um, how he does yeah, his yeah. like workshops to help, you know, teach you know, younger generations to, to make model kits and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that's really awesome. So basically in the next month or two, all of this will be coming to fruition. There's going to be more announcements, but like, this is kind of like the, the announcement of an announcement. Yeah. For now, for now, since, uh, this COVID stuff is really hard. So we are only going online for now. Mm-hmm. So I have asked the my the owner of guess of it, and yeah, well he's planning to do international sale. So we're gonna so in the beginning we're gonna be in tools, and I'm supposed to be receiving a nipper, which is some a new nipper, I guess. Yeah, I'm supposed to try out. That's awesome. So basically. What you'll be doing is kind of like making like tutorials and stuff or like just teaching like how newer people or even like people who've been making model kits just get better. Yeah. And then on top of like selling, you know, Gundam kits and like supplies. Yeah. So we're also planning, I'm I'm not sure how would that work, but I guess they were planning to do a new, we're going to do YouTube videos to show how the tool works or some tutorials as well awesome so i'm looking yeah, forward to something that to look, yeah, yeah something to look forward to 
So everyone keep an eye out on that. Uh, it's called Screw, S-K-R-W. Right? Yeah. All right. <laughs> and um, I'll be posting that on Twitter and YouTube as well. And so will Noctis. Um, yeah. So I would like to shout out my friend, uh, Kyle. Uh-huh. He's the one who brought me into that company. Shout out so, to yeah, Kyle. Without him, I wouldn't have... Without him, I wouldn't have this opportunity, though. He does Gumpla Builds as well. Awesome. You check him out on Instagram as well. Okay. And what's his Instagram? Uh, let me check. <laughs> Just to double confirm. Okay, uh, it's K-L-Y-E-L-E-E. -E -E. Got it. K-L-Y-E-L-E-E. -E -E. So it's basically Kyle... Yeah. But the Y and the L are swapped. Yeah. Got it. He does six builds as well. You should check out his uh, Sozabi or his double O Icarus. Yeah, I'm looking at his Instagram right now. He's definitely got some awesome kits. Customed. And that Sozabi is his first painted kit. Oh, wow. His very first airbrush kit. Nice. So, yeah. Without him, me being in school is impossible. Yeah. All right. Any last um, things you want to shout out or promote, like let's say your social media and stuff, and then we can we'll close out this episode. All right. Uh, follow me on Instagram or Instagram for full gunpla builds on Noctis at Noctis underscore Gundam, or you want to see my shit posting site on Peter on at Noctis underscore Gundam. Subscribe, you can subscribe to my channel with not this on Gundam. Alrighty. And then again, I want to thank Noctis Gundam for coming on. Um fun conversation. Probably see him again soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. No problem. And thank you for coming on. Uh I hope everyone enjoyed it. Please do uh if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please do rate it on Apple Podcasts, leave a nice review or you know any sort of criticism and stuff. Um, follow me on Twitter at Falcon Punch. You know, you can get more updates there. You'll see me on YouTube at Falcon Punch with two U's. And then as far as Instagram goes, I'll probably make one soon ish if, you know, people don't take the name. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, uh, I have another interview lined up for the next episode. Uh, it's under recommendation from Noctis, actually. And it should be miniature, right? You can find him on YouTube at M I N I. Actually, let me make sure I spell this right again. <laughs> All right. Yeah, M I N I A R. No, wait, no, I spelled it wrong. M I N I A T U R I T E. Uh, he does sick custom builds. We'll be having a conversation with him. You can find him there on YouTube at that, you know, spelling and at Twitter. M-I-N-I-A-T-U-R-I-T-E. All right. Once again, thank you all. See you next time. Bye.